Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. All right, 746 here on a Friday. Coming up, Tony East around 830 to talk Pacers as they, uh, I believe, are in Vegas already. Their first game coming up tomorrow night in the Vegas Summer League. A little bit more on Obi Toppin at 9 o'clock. Did not see Toppin get introduced yesterday by the Pacers. Uh, Still a few hurdles to clear and just making that official. The Chris Duarte trade to the Kings did become official. So I think that was one of the steps needed to get to the top of news. So we'll uh, continue to wait on official word with that. But Jake, you were over there yesterday, Tyrese Halliburton and Bruce Brown Jr. press conferences. Correct. Uh, Began with Bruce Brown Jr. We'll play some of that audio at a different time. But for Tyrese Halliburton, who, of course, gets the maximum contract, that means five years he will be inked to stay with the Pacers at an average, if all bonuses are hit, of $52 million per year. More on that in a second. But let's begin with this. Um, I had said, and I don't think I'm the only one, we had Tyrese Halliburton on when he was on his way to the All-Star game, and I remember asking him this, and he said, look, I'm very aware of it. Um, I had said on this show and other places that based on precedent, I had concern that basketball would become secondary for Tyrese Halliburton and the brand of Tyrese Halliburton would outgrow Indianapolis, the the wanting to get into fashion and doing a fashion line and things like that. And that was always my hesitation. And yet, as the Pacers explained yesterday, this guy is just seemingly different. And I think that when he was traded – by Sacramento, I think it opened his eyes to two things. Number one, the business of basketball. And number two, as he said, he is a loyalty guy. So he felt a loyalty to Indianapolis and to the Pacers organization. But I got a chance to talk to him afterwards, recorded the the audio from it. And the first thing that I wanted to do, uh, Jim Reamer, for example, who reamed me for questioning Tyrese Halliburton's commitment long-term to Indiana – uh, I was absolutely wrong in those statements and so wanted to make sure that he was aware of that and also get Halliburton to expand upon why, in fact, Indiana is where he is going to be for the next half decade. Here's that conversation. I'm sure you're aware of this because I've asked you about it, so I probably should apologize for it, but there was almost a PTSD with Pacer fans here of when the guy seems to be the franchise guy that they're going to outgrow the brand. They're going to move on. Why are you different? I think I, I think I am the, I think I am the brand. I'm part of the brand. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for me is I'm helping build this culture, and this is a franchise that I want to be a part of, and something that I want to change. You know, when I got traded here, they've allowed me to put my imprint on everything that goes on here, everything, and that means more to me than anything is that I'm a part of something that's bigger than me, and I think, you know, moving forward, hopefully 20, 30 years from now, um, you know, I hope that you know my name's in the rafters. I, I hope that I've accomplished things that people in this organization never have um i have the i have the opportunity to be one of the best players in this organization's history and that means the world to me jake i've um 
I could be proven wrong at some point, but I've never had a worry about Halliburton and his desire to want to be here. I think actions speak louder than any of those words, and those words are great. And uh, unfortunately, they are words, and pull-up softball game audio from Paul George, unfortunately those words meant nothing uh, with his actions. But to me, the action from yesterday that was confirmed, and Tony East will chat about this here coming up at 8.30, that says a whole lot to me about Tyrese Halliburton wanting to be here long-term. You look at this contract. The extension kicks in next year, okay? Um, so we, it's a five-year extension that will begin. This deal has zero player option on the deal. Tyrese Halliburton has created an opportunity for himself that if he wanted a player option with this contract, he easily could have asked slash demanded that to be on the contract. And yet he has said, no, 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 I'm going to sign a contract and it's going to be a full commitment to being here in Indiana. Think about a Bradley Beal no trade clause. Think about player options with Damian Lillard. Insert all your players around the NBA that have all-star status. Halliburton said, no, I'm good. I don't need a player option. And again, it's actions like that that I think is kind of the cherry on top of Halliburton's words. And you watch his family interact, how much they mean to him, the Midwest ties. I brought it up yesterday. And I, I think it's somewhat relevant. Maybe some people don't. Arguably the two biggest agent marketing people in Tyrese Halliburton's ear on a daily basis, they both went to Indiana University. So they both have Midwest ties. And typically those are the types of people you would think of like, hey, push it, push it to the big city. You know, push you a little bit more to that brand. So Halliburton's words, yes. But the actions of no player option on that contract – the actions of how he interacts with his family, how much he loves to be in the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, he gets doses of L.A. in during the summer. Um, we'll see how the next six years obviously unfold because a lot can change, and the Pacers have got to do their part. But right now, um, I feel very good about Tyrese Halliburton here long term. Well, you mentioned the Indiana connection and just the Midwestern feel and his upbringing. Here is Tyrese Halliburton yesterday to me on his comfort level of being in Indianapolis and not say Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah, I think I think it's easy for me. Uh, me, my girlfriend, my family, we've all grown up in an area like like Indiana. You know, honestly, smaller where I grew up, but um, I don't really, I don't really like die for more than that. You know what I mean? I'm. A homebody. I don't really leave the house much. Like I play my, I play the game. I watch basketball. I chill with my dog. Like we sit in the house, you know. So um, I don't really have a thirst for that. In my summers, I spend in LA and I get my little change of pace. But that's good in doses. That's not good long term. So uh, I kind of like the the chill aspect of it. Now the question is the chill aspect of Indianapolis when it comes to as we saw with Bruce Brown Jr. who said that Tyrese Halliburton called, gave him the elevator pitch. Does Tyrese Halliburton, I asked him, now feel the responsibility and does he believe that his brand, that he used that term earlier, will be able to lure other players to come to the, quote, chill aspect of Indianapolis? Uh, I hope that it's accurate. Um, I hope that guys want to come to play with me. Um, I think that, you know, Bruce alluded to, a little, to it a little bit, but, you know, when free agency started, you know, I called him and had a com- good conversation with him. Um, did you instigate that or did they ask you to call it? No, no, no. I instigated that. I instigated that. They told me that they had interest, um, but uh, we have the same agency. So just got his number from my agent and gave him a call, um, gave my little elevator pitch on how he could help us and how I could help him and how he could help me. So, um, you know, I think that's just one, one, um, one, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Like an, like 
you see it right there, right? That's like one example. One example. There it is. Yeah. Uh, one example of it. And, um, you know, I hope that I'm able to do that moving forward. And I hope guys want to come play with me. Kevin, that's exactly how it worked when I was trying to get this job. Um, you contacted your agent who called my agent and then you said like, Hey, would you want to do the morning show? And then boom, here we are. Yeah. Something along those lines there. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds exactly how it uh, unfolded. So should the headline be NBA free agent chooses Indianapolis over New York city? For Bruce Brown? Yeah, because Bruce Brown said that he got two calls, right? And the Knicks were the first call, right? The Knicks were the first call, the Pacers were the second, and it didn't go further than that. I thought Rick Carlisle had some interesting comments as well from yesterday. We can hit on those, play more of the Halliburton audio. I know I've brought this up before, and maybe it's a bit premature, but yesterday we got official word that Tyrese Halliburton will be on Team USA coming up in August as they head to the Philippines for the World Cup. The other members of that team... Paulo Boncaro, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves. Uh, Jake, I look at that list and think, boy, those are two or three names that are on similar age timelines as Tyrese Halliburton, if a good impression is made there. Hmm. It's like I said, Hmm. man, Hmm. a lot of times those Hmm. rosters take place in hotels and dorms, right? Damian Lillard has made it clear his relationship with Bam Adebayo is a big reason why Miami could be the landing spot for him. So we'll play more of that Halliburton audio coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. There's one thing that Halliburton now has in common with Drew Bledsoe. And I asked about it, and I thought it was a fun answer. That, among other answers from him next. I guess Indianapolis is paradise city now for Tyrese Halliburton, right? Certainly the commas and zeros help, right? Boy, you ain't kidding, man. I've told the story before, Kevin, but I'll repeat it quickly for those that have not heard it, about my my favorite story about players and contracts and things like that was Drew Bledsoe when he was drafted as the number one overall pick in, I believe, the 93 draft to the New England Patriots. And I saw an interview with him years later where somebody asked him what it was like to be the number one overall pick. And he said, oh, man, you know, I had all my guys that I grew up with that we would always, you know, they'd come over to my parents' house and we'd play foosball in the basement, you know, just whatever guys do with their high school buddies. And he said, so I had them all over shortly after the draft, right after I signed my contract. And they were all sitting around playing foosball, you know, kind of reliving their their middle school years, if you will. And one of them's like, call your bank account on, on the – Back then, when you had pre-cell phone days, on on speak put on speakerphone, so they would call it and then do the automated. Your current balance is twelve million eight hundred, and they're like, ah! and then he said, literally, like five minutes later, like a scene another, of Wolf of Wall Street. Another guy in the group's like, call it again, call it again. They just kept doing it like all night, right? Which I loved. I mean, there's a level of fun to that. So with Tyrese Halliburton, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? Theoretically, and, and we're going on the average here, I realize, and there are bonuses that have to kick in, so it's not literally realistically this, but theoretically, a $52 million per year contract, assuming that he gets paid biweekly like most people do, that means that every two weeks, now, now run the numbers on this, okay? Literally, that comes out to $2 million every two weeks, right? So what's the percentage that would be taken out in taxes on that? And I'm, I'm sure somebody, like, when I say the percentage, people are going to be like, you're an idiot. Well, what's the annual that he's making? You said 50 what? $52 million. I thought someone already did this on Twitter, and I thought it came down to $17 million he'll make annually once you take out all the taxes. 
Well, and agent fees. And agent fees. Else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seventeen million for him annually. I, I believe that's what I saw. Yeah. That seems low, doesn't it? Well, I mean, agent fees and four hundred one k stuff, and well, f- okay. I, I mean, I'm so fifty two million. The agent probably gets seven percent, right? God, is it that high? So you know, now you're down to let's say forty eight five. Taxes out of that would be what? I, I don't even know. Thirty eight percent is that right? I, I'm going conservatively here. I have no idea. I'm sure that people on the fourth floor would know exactly, right? That's 30. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. But let's just say, anyway, for the sake of argument, I thought to myself, good Lord, like, can you imagine every two weeks checking your balance and there's another $1.4 million deposited into your account? And I asked Tyrese Halliburton, I'm like, dude, I've run the numbers a billion times. Like, what's that going to look like to be able to sit there every two weeks and pull up your bank account and realize the direct deposit? And this is what I love about it. He wasn't like, oh, man, he basically was like me or you. He's like, I know, it's unbelievable. Here he is. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm but you're going to check, I'm, aren't you? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm excited to find out. Uh, um, it's going to be like that first time it hits him, like, oh, my God. But uh, I think whenever anybody puts these numbers out, like how much I'll make per minute, how much I'll make you know, per hour, per game, all that stuff, it's always crazy. Um, but I don't know. That's not where my focus is at. I think that that's going to take care of itself. But I'm really excited about it. So you found the breakdown, Mark? Because what do we do on this program, Mark? We educate and entertain. That's right. So Andrew Petcash, which says he's breaking down in the business of well, athletes it be and Andrew NIL. Petcash, if that's his, if this is what he does. Uh, it says here's a breakdown of Tyrese Halberton's five-year, two hundred seven million dollar contract extension with the Pacers. Here's how much he'll actually earn: forty-one point four million dollars salary. Well, this is before the bonuses. Right. Because so, he's got to make all NBA, which I don't think right. is like a slam dunk he's going to do I, I that. I mean, you would hope, but I mean, that's top 15 player in the league. Right. So it says minus $15.3 million for federal tax, $4.1 million for NBA escrow, $1.2 million for an agent fee, 971000 for FICA and Medicare, 690000 for a jock tax, 652000 for Indiana tax equals 17.7 net income. Still, man. Per year, right? Mm-hmm. I thought Rick Carlisle had some interesting comments yesterday, and I think Rick is really candid in these moments, and certainly has a great pulse of you know where things were at organizationally when they made that trade for Halliburton. Rick said yesterday, like we were in a dark place as a franchise before that trade of needing life, needing direction, needing identity. Could not agree more with Rick Carlisle on all of those comments. Particularly, I would I would throw in the word modern identity. I think their identity was an archaic one from a roster building standpoint. But that is so spot on. And, and with the Chris Duarte trade taking place yesterday, I mean, when you look at where you were at from a franchise standpoint, you know your previous four first round draft picks, none of them, none of them had even sniffed a second contract with the team. Like that is recipe for disaster for an NBA franchise. And it's why you are sitting here going into this season without, you know, having anybody on your team that, you know, makes notable, notable modern 2023 money in the NBA, why you haven't won a playoff game in, you know, five years and a series in nine years. Like more than just Halliburton as a player, you just needed direction. And that is exactly what 
Halliburton has provided you and has given you now hope and given you a real opportunity to build something. Um, and I thought there was a moment yesterday, and Jake, I know you were there, where you know Halliburton turned to Rick Carlisle during that during that presser, and they had kind of a funny moment of you know six years referencing the contract extension, and you know saying hopefully a lot more than that. I mean, Halliburton went out of his way a couple times to be like, I want another contract here. Right. And again, those are words, and they are words on July 6, 2023, and who knows what the hell is going to you know, be there for the Pacers come July 2028. But Halliburton's not an idiot. He doesn't just say that stuff if he doesn't mean it. One of the most famous and beloved lines in contractual sports history of Indianapolis came from Peyton Manning when he was drafted by the Colts and someone asked what he was going to do with his money and he said I'm going to earn it and Tyrese Halliburton is well aware I think of that exact responsibility that now comes with being the highest paid athlete professional athlete in the city of Indianapolis here's Halliburton on living up to the contract 100 percent 100 percent because this organization has taken a chance on me they took a chance on me when they traded for me they've taken a chance by signing me this long-term deal um and i think the only way for me to repay that back is to squeeze every ounce of ability that i have and be the best player that i can be so uh, it's really important for me that they don't regret this as as well as uh it's important for me that you know this i don't want this to be my last deal with the pacers you know what i mean i want when these years are up i want to sign up sign again you know and do this again so i'm really excited about it you know, Halliburton's a fabulous player. He, I think the Pacers are going to play at a much faster pace. Kevin Pritchard pointed out, um, you know, there's some weird cybermetric stat of players in terms of, like, transition scoring in the top three in the league, and I don't remember the exact term of the stat, but it has to do with translation of pace in an offensive set and, and scoring efficiency within a faster pace. And the top three players in the league last year and said stat are Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown Jr., and Obi Toppin. But the reality is, Kevin, the one area that the Pacers most need to bolster from a year ago is defense, Right. And Bruce Brown Jr. obviously is a guy that that is going to be a staple with that. I think Aaron Neesmith, again, a a guy that can guard on the wing. But Brown, as we'll hear more and we'll probably play more of it on Monday, discussed with me the fact that he loves that mentality of being the, the, the dog that's turned loose on the best player of another team. And he didn't always get that chance in Denver and is excited about that chance in Indiana. But Tyrese Halliburton talked about the improved team defense or the hope and expectation of improved defense this coming season for the Indiana Pacers. I think uh, I think it'll be a big improvement. I think it'll be a big improvement. I think that's been the main focus for us all all summer, all our team workouts, that's been the primary focus, um, you know, for me personally this summer as well. I think that we've had many, many conversations about it since the end of the season, and we're going to continue continue that. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks so much. By the way, um, my oh, buddy. That's a cute little exchange there to end it. You liked it? And you uh, said you were going to come over and look at his direct deposit, right? That's right. Hey, I didn't realize he's a huge wrestling fan, too, as I told you, Mark. I know. Should've I huge. He and I need to have a conversation. He um, is obsessed with wrestling my buddy Chiefs fan steve said wait a minute what is a jock tax i would tend to agree with that what is the